What happens when an Android user gets an iPhone and an iPad? You guessed it, folks. That person's me. Hey guys, it's Hassas Lehman, and you're listening to Confessions of a Dr. Holic. I was about to say shopaholic there for a second. I know it's taken, but when it comes to technology and those beautiful ads and the new features, I feel like my mind and body sort of go into the whole, Amazon, take my money, please, moment. Anyway, so I got an iPad last year. I wanted to get a drone because of the amazing aerial shots that people take on the gram. Guilty as charged. So one of my friends, also my tech guru, has one at uni. So we went to the roof of our building and flew his drone around. I literally got a live review, which was great. But then he also advised me to get an iPad instead. I feel like I was sold by the Apple Pencil, to be honest. It looked so smooth. And I remember the first time I saw the thing in undergrad, I felt like I was hooked. He also mentioned I'd need to buy an extra battery if I got a drone and get permission to fly it. So all in all, it seemed like a little bit too complicated for me. Anyway, the iPad was probably one of the best purchases I have ever made. I took it everywhere. I still take it everywhere. I usually sit smack bang in the center of class and I've got notability open and I just annotate those slides. So this one time, Okay, maybe it's not the only time, but we had this incredibly boring lecture. And I promise it wasn't the content. It was an endocrine lecture. It just got to the point where it was too repetitive and it was the end of the day after placement. So I decided I needed to stay awake. And what better way to stay awake than to quickly check my emails just for a minute rather than falling asleep, right? So I opened my Gmail account and this is what it plays. Anthelmintics are a group of antiparasitic antibiotics that treat infections by parasitic worms or helminths. They are roughly divided into two groups, vermifugues, which stun helminths, and vermicides, which kill them. So it played this on the loudest setting too. And my iPad chose that perfect moment to freeze. And just like a character from a cartoon, I started tapping my iPad like a mad person and I shouted, it won't stop talking. The professor was a good sport about it though. She laughed, to be honest, everyone laughed. And then it finally stopped. Safe to say I stayed silent for the rest of that session. Anyway, I walk out and one of my friends turns to me and says, I swear that was your voice, wasn't it? Was that a podcast episode? It was actually my osmosis voiceover audition. Embarrassing that it went off in class. As I mentioned earlier, I got a new iPhone. Yay, I got the iPhone 11 Pro. Only cause my Android died. I was a diehard Android fan. I had that phone for five years. We had a long, good history together. I had comments about the quality of my pics for a while now. And I honestly never got those Android versus iPhone memes where they make iPhone seem like the easier gadget to use. Because for the life of me, using the iPhone was the hardest thing in my life when I first got it. And I was known as a technological dinosaur for that week of my life. One of my friends had to show me how to silence an iPhone using that, you know, the button on the side. Not gonna lie, very convenient option there. And I got multiple texts from them saying, welcome to iMessenger. 
Anyway, on one fine day, I was in the cardiac catheterization lab. I was just curious. I wanted to see what happens in there. And the doctors usually encourage us to go around the hospital and explore the different functions around. So like, go to the radiology lab, check out what exercise stress testing is about, check out colonoscopy and endoscopies. Anyway, we had to stand in a glass box for a while because they didn't want to expose us to radiation or something like that. Anyway, the procedure ended. We had to get out of our scrubs and walk to class. And then I chose that moment to show my friend something important on my phone, which for the life of me, I can't remember what that was about or what I had to show her. Anyway, I unlock my phone, you know, using my face. Face ID is great. Until you realize that Instagram's the first thing that was open and that my phone just blasted in full volume a video. It was a cool video. It had the views and the narration of a beautiful spot in Iceland. But what made that moment so awkward was that it was so silent till my phone went off. And it doesn't shut up easy either. Like it just picks those perfect moments to freeze. Safe to say I'm definitely an entertainment in class. Feel free to share your embarrassing technological moments with me. I need to feel better now. Alrighty, so just found a technology dinosaur scale online. And I don't think I was ever a dinosaur, maybe a Neanderthal, but like, to be honest, I don't know if I agree with this. So here's the list. Apparently you are a technological dinosaur if you wear a watch, if you carry a camera, but not the digital kind, if you still use a fax, if you use printers and file cabinets, and typewriters I'm assuming goes under that category, if you use the telephone rather than texting, if you rely solely on email, if you carry a day planner, I'm definitely not giving mine up though. That thing has saved me in so many situations. And if you listen to CDs, oh, and if you watch TV rather than Netflix or Hulu or something that's online, if you use MySpace and your language apparently, but like, hasn't anyone noticed that it's really weird when people say lol instead of actually laughing out loud? Anyway, what do you guys think about this list? <laughs>